0: We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be.
1: Em Rossiano.
0: I'm a method actor. I'm the Joaquin Phoenix of National Press Club Addressers.
1: <laughs> and Michael Lucas.
2: People say queerbaiting like it's a bad thing and I just think it depends on the audience.
1: Fierce is emsulation. This is evidence that Rossiano lives in a multiverse. <laughs>
0: That's the same universe where the moon landing didn't happen.
1: <laughs> You're in, Emsolation.
0: Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain, a podcaster, and together with my best friends since I was 11, Actor Award winner, and Logie Award winner, screenwriter Mr Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast. Hello. It has been a massive week for pop culture fans everywhere. We've had so many things occur. Obviously the Grammys. We've had our Magic Mike emsalation premiere. There is an entire breakdown coming up. Marcella joins the show, my daughter. We need to give you the thorough, soaked review. (laughs) (laughs) That will make more sense when you hear the review. So many things to chat about this week. The older woman that took Harry's virginity has spoken out. We've got some facts about Zac Efron that shocked us. There's just, there's a lot. J-Lo and Ben, are they already on the rocks? but I'm just here to just say casual hello. I also wanted to remind you to press that follow button on the Spotify app if you haven't already done so. That helps us on the charts, you know, all the little things that help. And make sure that you are checking out our Instagram at Podcast as often as possible. I am well. I'm still thinking about what I witnessed last night at the Magic Mike premiere. Some of you came along, a lucky few We were given our own gold class. It was so great. Look, no, I'm not going to give anything away because we do, we do give you a, a whole breakdown. There'll be sound effects. You'll feel like you've seen the movie, but you should definitely go and see the movie. That's what I want to say to you. Elio is on his second week in kinder. We're slowly getting used to it. He's, of course, got a cold already because he was at home for the pandemic for most of his short life he doesn't have he has no immune system so he's got a cold and i you know he's he, he's very good at articulating he walks around saying why he said this to me this morning why me my nose doesn't work why me mum and then he, <sighs> and then everyone he sees he tells i am sick because he's never done it he's like a little tiny victorian child like he's just <laughs> the 1800s. It's just a sniffle. But this poor kid has never had a sniffle in his life. Anyway, I'm getting a phone call. Wait, Scott just rang me to say, hang on, Elio wants to speak to you. Okay, well, let's call them and see. Well, I'll just call them now. FaceTime video. Elio wants to speak to you. He needs to have his medicine. Scott knows where I am, but that's okay. We'll just do a little ring and see. Everyone loves Elio in the intro here we go. Hi. 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 Why? I'm at Hi. I'm at work. How come you're in is the car?
1: Co-
0: Where are you going? I'm, go-
1: I'm going back home. So is anyone out
0: there at work? Yeah, everyone's here at work. I'm doing the podcast. I have to go, but Dad said I needed to call you cuz you weren't well. Are you sick? Okay. Oh, hang on. All right. Are you feeling better? No,
2: no. He needs to have medicine, but he won't have Oh,
0: listen. You need to have your medicine when you get home so you can sleep. Oh, um, <gasps> he hung up on me. <laughs> oh, the shade. Okay, great. Well, I've got that to look forward to when I get home. Uh, what else is going on? I'm, I'm having, in the interest of sharing... I'm currently experiencing my last ever period. <coughs> yep. you know we share everything here. Well, not everything, but this feels like momentous because I have decided to have a thing put up my juts. I can't, myrna, myrna, my, 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 I don't know something that looks like like an alien antenna is going to go up my juts and it's going to stop my periods, and it lasts for five years. And in five years, I should technically be going through menopause. So I feel like I'm having my last ceremonial bleed. And then on Friday, I will go to my GP and uh, legs a kimber. I'll have the thing popped up me. And then that's it, mate. No more explosive periods, not like last night I had the worst, and I was there was a young man dancing on me, and I was afraid I was gonna end up exploding. Like, I don't want to go through those experiences anymore. I've done my bleeding, so it's happening. That's it. I've waited till I'm in my mid-40s to take control of my menstrual cycle, but here I am. The final period. It's the final period. It's the final. We're heading to Venus very (laughs) excited well I mean you've heard from Elio we've talked about the final period it's the final period that'll be in your head all day what else have I done magic mic yep that's it thank you so much for being here I really appreciate you I'm gonna go now please enjoy what's about to come bye-bye oh wait play the music
1: Insulation.
0: Michael Lucas, welcome.
1: Thank you, Amelia
2: Rossiano.
0: Zooming in from Sydney.
2: Yes, from Mm. Leichhardt. (laughs) Don't know why I added that. Not very interesting.
0: (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. And Marcella joining us also. Hello. Hello. Now two of us are drafted appropriately for the podcast this week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bring it next week in person. You just wait. Oh God!
3: <laughs> yeah, I just didn't want to get in trouble, so thought I put yeah. my best foot forward.
2: Yes, yeah. don't miss- pay that price. <laughs> <laughs> There's, it's one thing to be a gay who's given up. You don't want to be like an early twenties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For those
0: of you not up to speed, last week Michael turned up looking like a down on his luck trucker <laughs> and uh, paid the <laughs> ultimate price. <laughs> get straight into it. Last night, the Magic Mike premiere occurred with the Emsalators. It was a great night. Yeah. Did you have a good time, Marcella? I did. Yeah. I really did. Michael Lucas, you were missed. Thank you. It was so great to see them all turn up and well done. Full house. We gave them about four days notice. They weren't allowed to bring a friend. (laughs) Everyone had to come
2: on their own. I love that.
0: (laughs) Also, Big ups to the team at Warner Universal because they know us <laughs> mm. and me specifically and Beck, who ran the whole event, came over and said, look, we'll, you can just wait till all the people are gone and then you and the M can have your own red carpet and your own photos. You don't even have to mix with the other people. It's like, babe.
2: <laughs> and who, pray tell, were the other people? Were there, as you predicted, Married at First Sight yes. <laughs> contestants?
0: Yes, yes. Oh. Maths contestants were spotted, Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. told. I'm told there were a few ex-batchy girls. A couple Mm. of the housewives were there. So, Mm
3: -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I was wondering who would go to the premiere of Magic Mike.
0: Well, fucking me and 40 horny insulators, I'll tell you right now.
2: I did, of course, live vicariously through the Insta story that showed you getting a private uh, (laughs) stripping session from a young man. Was there just the one? No, I mean, there he was were more four. than enough. There, there were, were four. four.
0: And Santilla <laughs> Chingape came with me. And she has tracked down Bronson, the young man who gave me a lap dance. Yeah. I didn't ask her to because Bronson looks the same age as Marcella. So Santilla yes. sends me. She's like, "Am I well, found he, him?" He said to look him up on Instagram. Well, Santi did, and she is one of the foremost historians in this country. You do not want to have Santilla tracking you down because she will. And she sent yeah, me. If she has to
2: go back into ancient archives, <laughs> she will. She will find you. Yeah.
0: And she's like, "Yes, I found him." And I said, "What do you want me to do with this information? Like, what? Send him a thumbs no, up? No, I, I read <laughs> that.
3: I would go find it. You never actually text them. You oh, just no. stalk them. He was." Very clever. I mean, the backflips. <laughs>
0: The mm. He
3: had a great
0: brain. The pelvic, the pelvic thrusting. He was able to isolate the lower half of
3: his body. I've never He seen. was definitely the best. Oh, yeah.
2: The full, the body rolls were impressive. There's no doubt about it. Like, I mm. was, I was a little bit worried at times for what was happening to his <laughs> spine.
3: And my reaction for some reason was just to aggressively clap at him. She looked like a toddler when, like, a Labrador does tricks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> going... You also and... had slight... Like, I don't wanna make it creepy, but you had slight sort of, oh no, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> say I it. feel like say I'm it. not gonna make it creepy. Say it. I was just gonna say, it's like, no, I can't, I can't. I was, like, I was about to say, but I don't mean that you looked old, but you had slight sort of like proud Nan looking at grandson do something really excited energy. <laughs> Like you weren't (laughs) going super sexualized in your response. Santilla, on the other hand, I've never considered what her personal reaction would be to a stripper. And turns out she's pretty she loved it.
0: (laughs) 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 She (laughs) 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 She loved it. Yes, she was on board. Don't even think. (laughs) I missed that entire dig at me and you will pay for that at an undisclosed date and time. (laughs) Moving on, though. Magic Mike, the final tease. Let me give you a synopsis of what we witnessed last night. Mike is down on his luck because COVID has wiped out his bespoke furniture business. He's bartending at a swanky fundraiser for a woman named Maxandra Mendoza.
3: Maxandra,
0: Maxandra,
2: as in M C Sandra.
3: No, Maxandra. I thought the daughter was calling her that as like a as a joke. No, Maxandra was Selma
0: Hayek's character's name. <laughs> Shut up. It's an amazing name. Okay, so at this fundraiser, one of the staff recognizes Mike because he's there bartending because he's poor now and doesn't dance anymore. And she's like, I know you. I know you're from college. I know you're from something. And then she clicks and she's like, Oh didn't you arrest me one time? Because she's there with her boyfriend. And he's like, yeah, you were really drunk and disorderly So he'd stripped for her at her
3: college oh, party. Oh, really? Yeah, right?
0: Oh, my God. So he goes inside. No, she goes inside and obviously <laughs> says to Maxandra, oh, there's a bartender out there who can just give you the dance of a lifetime. And, and so next thing we see, Channing Tatum, Mike, is packing up the bar and then suddenly he gets called in, gets summonsed. By the billionaireess to come inside and have a chat, and he gets in there to come inside, to come inside <laughs> and have a chat. So he gets in there and he's, we're looking around this amazing house, and she's on a very angry phone call with her ex-husband, and she hangs up the phone and she says to him, "Do you like bartending?" Basically, I'll pay you six thousand dollars to give me a lap dance because I've had a bad day. Oh. <sighs> And Mike's like, no, I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. And then she's like, no, I will pay you. Just You just have to dance for me. So then he walks around checking, you know, how strong certain things are, just giving us a hint of what's to come. He clears the piano off. He tests some shelf that we suspect he's going to hang upside down from, but little do we know.
2: <laughs> what? What the are having, you doing the shelf?
0: The following... Five minutes from when she offers him $6,000 because she's had a bad day to give her a lap dance. And quite frankly, I would much rather that than listening to, say, Headspace or Meditation or, like, whatever we normally <coughs> do. I feel like there's <laughs> a real business in lap dances for ladies who have had tough days. I feel like it's something we should be able to call out to and just turn up. I think that's an amazing idea. So what follows... Well, so has <laughs>
2: got you the contact details of the dudes. Oh, you can do Bronson. it anytime. time.
0: Well, Bronson. Michael Lucas, I'll tell you right now: the following five minutes, the <laughs> dance sequence that we are just, just not subjected—that sounds like we don't want to do it—but that is bestowed upon us are the horniest <laughs> five minutes I have ever witnessed in my life. And I have to say, we get this situation what four minutes into the film? Yeah, they didn't make us work for it at all. They got their target mm. demo. It's just Straight straight in. Straight in. Didn't I say this last week? If they make me wait for some Selma Channing action, I'll start. I thought they were really going to draw it out. They did not. But no, straight in. So, oh, my God, the dancing. He sits her on a chair. and then First of all, he asks her permission because he's a feminist stripper with a heart of gold. Yeah. And he says, consent is sexy. Can I touch your hand? And then it's just head in crotch, head in boobs, um, simulating going down on her while she's flying like a praying mantis against a window. Then he's hanging <laughs> from the shelfy Tess and then he's humping her on the piano and then, like, he grabs her and she's got her, her head, like, it's a reverse shoulder ride, if, if, if you will. I'm sure that has a name. <laughs> um, yeah. Reverse cowboy. I don't know no. sex names. Wait, you mean when it's up against the window and he's just facing you know, crotch? You know when you, like, yeah, you know when you, like, give someone a, a, a shoulder, shoulder ride? It's a reverse oh. shoulder ride. So, yeah. so her crotch is really <laughs> <close>. <laughs> <laughs> a,
2: a real six. breathing challenge for him.
0: But not only that, and here's
3: straight away my brain's going <laughs> he's to this Here's the place. first Hang on. of the, <laughs> the first issue with the plot.
0: <laughs> my problem is... This woman has been at her own fundraiser in Miami, so it's quite sweaty there. She's in a non-natural fibre jumpsuit with back (laughs) sleeves and she's allowing a hot, hard-bodied 40-year-old stripper to go... Head into crotch. There's no air there. There's been no shit. I mean, she's begging for a yeast infection with that outfit, quite frankly. <laughs> and then straight away this man has just gone and she doesn't even like I would have like crossed my legs really quickly and go, Oh please can I just can I just got get some I just gotta go upstairs. I've really gotta go to the toilet or something. And I wanna quickly like go <sighs> like because we don't put soap down on our vagina, we know that, I'll give it some air, like I'll give it some splash and just, like, open the windows up and just, like, opened my flaps up at the same way and just let, just let some fresh air go through them
3: before I let the young man place his head on my crotch. He probably wouldn't care, though. He would be like, no, I love it. It's natural. It's you. I love the smell of impending female decay. I'm a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
2: this so is... So he moves around a lot. She doesn't just sit in a seat. She gets thrown no. around everywhere.
3: Yeah. I...
0: I cannot tell you how hot it was. I think it's the hottest five minutes I've ever watched from a movie of all time. Wow. Until I saw the final five minutes, but we'll get to that. So they end up, we're like, oh, God, this is building. You know, this is building. We're going to, this is happening. And then cut from him
3: flying her
0: around like a praying mantis on, on his face. They're also, like, just
3: lots of like almost kisses. Lots of like so we're breathing each other's same air, but we're not gonna kiss. We're so not it. gonna kiss. Oh my god, we're nearly gonna kiss. We're not gonna kiss. It's no, like, you know Julia Roberts. You know you know in Pretty Woman that
0: they
2: learn the rule. you can't I'm familiar kiss him. Can't, with her. Yes.
0: You know that rule in Pretty Woman. You can't kiss him. Oh, that's him. right. Jones.
2: Don't yes. kiss on the mouth. No, but then so she does in Pretty Woman. She breaks yeah. it eventually. She
3: does. Well. They're about to. They're they're like laying on the, the the big bench, piano. the piano. What's yeah, they're On the piano, laying on the and piano.
0: Then... <laughs> and then seen, do, do, do. I've never seen a cinema of women turn <laughs> so quickly on a film. If there's such a thing as blue flaps, this occurred. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we cut from them passionately frolicking on a piano to them postcoitus in bed. Post
2: oh no! That's not understanding your audience at all. Everyone Post.
3: simultaneously yelled at the screen. Where's the sex? I'm not joking. Forty yeah. women. Boom! Where's, <laughs> boo?
0: Where's the sex?
3: I was the instigator of most of
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And then we have to sit through something they were trying to pass off as a plot. Like the middle of narrative. The, f- the middle of the film was a bit saggy. But you know, let's just talk about the fact that. This night of passion with Mike changes her. She has an epiphany, right? And she then says to him, I need you to come to London with me for one month. I'll pay you $60,000. I want to make a theatre full of women feel the way you just made me feel. We're going to wake them up with a wave of passion they've never felt before. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what? No, I can't do that. She's like, yes, she can. And luckily, she got a theatre in the breakup from her ex-husband. She owns a theatre. She's got one.
2: How convenient.
0: So he flies to London with her and he's to put on a show that is to kind of recreate this stuffy, kind of misogynistic play they've got already going on, but they're to reimagine that with strippers. So...
3: How do they find these strippers? We
0: get a dancing montage. We're
1: gonna need a montage.
0: Yeah! (laughs) So, like...
3: We watch Selma just
0: sitting there being humped by like 50 men in a row. Montage, we need a montage of men gyrating on Selma Hayek. We get that, all right? But the thing is, she says to Mike, we cannot have sex during this one month because I never want to ruin the amazing memory I have of you from that night that we had together with the sexy dancing and the praying mantis reverse shoulder Which rights. is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah, like, and so they're living in the same house together and she's physically restraining herself from having sex with him because she doesn't want to ruin that one memory. I'm like... Come on, bitch. If you have Channing Tatum next door you to you. You know how good he is. I he's would be not riding that thing like the fucking Tour de France. Like my God.
3: <laughs> he's yeah, you you know how good he is. He's not gonna like get worse. Yeah, do you think he's gonna be a shit like a judge? It's dud gonna Ridge? get better. Do you think he's gonna go downhill? Wait till he it's your,
0: Wait till he learns all your fucking ways and your moves. You know, give him a chance. He <laughs> was ten out of ten
3: first, gonna be eleven out of 10 second guy.
0: Wait
2: wait till you've had appropriate time to clean up after the stuffy fundraiser that you didn't get (laughs) a chance to. fresh
3: out of the shower.
0: (laughs) So he's there. They're putting on a show together. You know, we've got to find dancers. He gets a makeover. Again, they know their audience. He gets to go and go clothes shopping. Oh, yeah, loved, loved. Yeah, yeah, we like that. He comes out in, like, a black hoodie and a slick black trench coat. Yeah, there's uh, the, like... She has, like, Batman has Alfred. She had a, a weird older man butler that did everything for her. It was her Alfred. Right. Um, he kind of helped the narration go along. Her adoptive daughter, Zadie, was the sometimes narrator. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a few issues with that because Zadie was a dead ringer for Zoe Kravitz. Oh! Who, Channing, is
2: obviously currently oh. dating. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Dear me. Is that confirmed that they're together?
0: Yes. I don't know. Well, <laughs>
3: <I
2: hope. laughs> yes. yes. But that Hot. is disturbing.
0: And it was the film trying to ground it in correlating
3: dance with magic. The history of, she gave the history of dance and gods, and it was. It was so bad. Yeah, it was weird. It didn't work. Especially when she would start narrating when it's like a sexy dance scene or a dance montage, and Channing's there, like humping, mm. shirtless, and she's like. Mm and this is dancing, and I always wanted to dance. Oh, the mag... No, listen, she wasn't (laughs) fucking Tiny Tim. She wasn't Oliver Twist. (laughs) sir, can I dance? (laughs) That's not what was going on. It's better for the story.
0: (laughs) Anyway, we go through all of this. There's lots of obstacles to the show going ahead, but lo and behold, we're at opening night, okay? Oh, my God. Oh, my
3: God. No, no, no! Wait, no. The idea though that he gets for the finale. All
0: oh, right, like they have a they have a
3: fight. They have a fight yeah. in the rain, and he goes, "I've got it." Yeah, wait, no, no. So they go to a dinner with all these stuffy other
0: billionaires, friends of her husbands, and like you know, they they're coming back, and she tries to break her rule of kissing him, and he like pulls away, and she gets desperately upset, and like they have a fight,
3: and then they. Find- he only pulls away because he wants to check that she's okay with it, and that she's not too drunk, and that there's and consent. Consent.
0: And so feminist. Yes, he's such a feminist. And then <laughs> and then the ex-husband tries to shut the show down and she goes to stand up to the ex-husband and but he says, You'll have nothing if you put this show on. So she goes back to tell Mike and it's the night before opening night, and it starts raining and they have a fight and she runs away, but, but he couldn't figure out the opening number until that minute. And then <gasps> he knows what to do. In the rain. So we still don't know what the closing number's going to be. We still don't oh my know God. Oh my God, what, what could it be, what could get involved. And then Mike goes inside and says, <laughs> I need a plumber and a ballerina. And we're like... <laughs>
3: Best line of the whole film. <laughs> Pretty much. So we sit
0: through the show with the dancers. Great, amazing. I don't really think there was a storyline, but who cares? Let me get you the
3: final number. Also, this whole time Channing has been like, I'm not dancing, I'm I'm just a director. I don't do that anymore. I'm not dancing, I'm Mm. not dancing. I do not (laughs)
0: dance. Nothing on this earth could possibly get me to dance Unless it starts raining. Yeah, so, (laughs) so. We get the stage (laughs) clears and it starts raining and there's a park bench and a lamp because um, contemporary dance can't happen without a park bench and, like, a lamp. Correct. And, um... Channing's there, and a woman comes on stage, obviously meant to represent uh, Selma's character, and he recreates their love story through dance and knee slides and stripping and rain and sex, and they slide all over the stage, and there's so much water, and the
3: entire we were all. And hell. if you didn't pick up on that, don't oh. worry, because they flashback, flashbacks. dance move, flashback, montage. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you
2: were if the concerned, the storytelling was too subtle. Yeah. they So what did
3: Them dancing in the
0: rain, them arguing in, in the, the rain. rain, and exactly like them doing a particular sex move, them doing a yeah. but in the rain. Then she like she would get did, flashbacks did they to the find star a dancer movie.
2: that was Selma-esque. Had we seen her before, or she just no. revealed in this? No, no
0: yet. Correct. She was shown briefly when they were talking about how all these great shows were being shut down by this terrible woman in the arts department and she was a ballerina in Swan Lake that didn't get to go on. Like, but we only saw her uh, for 10,
3: 10 seconds. I mean, though, she was young and hot and muscular. And how did they know that was the particular ballerina that got shut down? Well, it Doesn't matter. The stage sh- manager sh- knows everyone.
0: Smoking mirrors. Yep. Good, good, good. So... This baller, and she only had, I would say, twelve hours to learn this love story through knee slides and gyro I would rain. spend all those twelve hours with him. That I cannot. It was the hottest. I thought the opening praying mantis reverse cowgirl was hot. Nah, this was ridiculous. I fucking god, it was so. We all clapped. Like mm. you, we are the people that clap at the end of movies. Also, you know, like, there was
3: no music or sound. It was just the rain, uh, and we're just watching them slapping.
2: Put oh rain. really? Zeke. And
3: then Zeke, put rain in. Okay, now just imagine. Oh, I don't know if it was that aggressive. <laughs> oh my mic's losing your mic. But
0: every time one of them would slide, like they were insinuating oh. sex juice, jizz. For me, it felt like a <laughs> jizz thanks statement. Thanks
2: clarifying that four times. <laughs>
0: because honestly, he would like pound <clears throat> her from behind, stunning. And then she would go flying across the stage from the sheer orgasm. And as she would slide, it would (laughs) slosh. Like, (laughs) it was wild. Mm. It was great. I think it was a little too much water. Don't you think it really did come down
3: hard <laughs> at the end? But I mean, I don't know how that theater didn't fly, honestly, <laughs> but, then for then they, so many reasons. But also, and then then the next dance, bone dry, and bone dry. The, the, Where's the, actual, the water? God, doesn't yeah. exist. What water? When we Who? actually
0: finally get to the final final, where everyone comes out and like, woo, and the woo, audience starts oh, raining the money. Saved. Thank yes. God, yay! Uh, there's no no no, no water.
3: <sighs> oh no! But then remember they they. Um, Bring up, like, all the the older women and they all get lap dances and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The lady
0: who looks like the art curator from New York, doesn't say a word, but gets a lot of lap dances. Good for fucking her. This woman's got to be 70. She got cast in this movie, didn't get one line, but got 20 lap dances. Yep. I love it. Wow. So, look, it is a horny fairy tale for middle-aged women. This is what I want to impart on you. The storyline is questionable. I understand what they were trying to do, but I don't care. It was fucking amazing. I'm giving it five abs out of six because, honestly, the opening and the closing is worth the middle and those
2: (laughs) two... It sounds like you need to divide it up and give separate star ratings for separate sections. It sounds like it's like a 10-star to a 2-star but then back to a 14-star experience. Yes!
0: But I just want to say, as I looked around the cinema and was watching people leave from the other cinemas, this is an underserviced area. We are underserviced in so many areas of our lives as women of a certain age. If filmmakers started properly cashing in on this, there is not enough films in this genre and they need to make more because we are thirsty for it because it's no effort from us because we're fucking exhausted but we get to have all the fun watching it so I highly recommend go with your friends go in gold class if you can treat yourself that was lovely and just prepare like
2: <laughs> but what about do you feel that like you know how now we're in the era of pain on screen? as everything from Minx and Lady Chatterley's Lover, was, were, you, were you completely satisfied that I'm presuming no. it did not go that far or were you thinking, you know, was it, did it feel like it pulled its punch, so to speak, by not going full frontal?
3: I didn't miss We should have gotten a bum shot. No, I didn't miss Oh, not
2: it. even a bum shot.
3: No, no. I, just think, I just think there should have been a sex scene. I think it's ridiculous that we didn't get a sex scene. But would the sex scene... Somewhere in the middle. It should have happened. They should have hooked... When she tried to kiss him and cracked it and then she cracked it, they should have gotten back to the room and they should have hooked up. I feel like there is no
0: sex scene that could have topped the crotch dancing. Correct. That's why it should have happened before the crotch
3: dancing. But would that have made the final dance, knee slide scene... Yeah, because they're like, that's when they make up and they kiss. I know, but I just think it's absurd there was no sex. Well, that's coming from my daughter, so good. Or um, <laughs> well, we should have at least seen removal of clothing in the dance scene in the opening dance scene. Instead of the la la la, we just had sex. I didn't miss the dicks. I'll be No, not the dicks. I,
0: I didn't feel... I feel like a full frontal pain shot... Was, no, I didn't know. ..it not. would be a dick too far. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> yeah, and you've got obscure streaming documentaries to go yep. to if that's what you want to see.
0: And we've just named the episode. Ben, please, a dick too far. So, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to give it, Marcella? I loved it. I thought It did its job. It ticked my box. I'll tell you right now.
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she seems mixed. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, no, you're the critical... You're the, you're the theatre student. Come on.
2: Four out of... S- <laughs> four th- <laughs> what? Bring your academic perspective.
0: Yeah. Four out of years. six abs. Okay. Four out of six abs. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any questions, Michael Lucas, before we move on?
2: My question is weirdly, should I see it? And I frankly... Still don't know the answer to that. I'm going to say, yes. I, I'm not sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. But should I just see it in a streaming situation where I can go from the first sequence to the last sequence? No, I'll take
0: you. We can go next week. <laughs> 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 we'll I'm do a definitely Sunday over, Yeah, we'll do a Sunday over Got class. It'd be great.
1: Really?
0: Let's do All it. Right.
2: Yeah, let's do it. All
0: right. <laughs> Well, everybody's been speaking about it and it feels a bit old, but we're going to do it because people want our hot take. The Grammys! It was only two
2: nights ago, but yes, it does feel old, you're right.
0: You know the media cycle. The Grammys uh, obviously occurred and so many highlights. Obviously, Beyonce winning uh, her 32nd Grammy, record-breaking. We had our first trans woman taking out her first Grammy. We had the 50th anniversary of hip-hop occur. That was extraordinary how they managed to coordinate all those egos. There were so many great things to celebrate. But what everyone's speaking about at the moment is Harry Styles' acceptance speech.
2: Well, and the (sighs) fact that he won album of the year at all.
0: Well, yeah, and the two are kind of linked, you know, Mm. the the fact that he did and and the history of the Grammys and who has taken out that award in the past.
2: Well, and also I feel like, because I think some people think Beyonce fans look a bit crazy because they're like, she's won the most ever, why are you upset that she didn't win album of the year? But... She's won the most ever because she sweeps the R&B categories, the subcategories, mm. but Correct. the big four categories, she's only ever won once, for Best Song for Single Ladies. Yeah. She's been nominated for Best Recording eight times and never won and she's been nominated for Album of the Year four times and mm. never won. She's always shut out. Mm. And, and those awards are the ones that are voted on by the entire industry. Yeah. And, Yeah.
0: It's not. So, 66 Grammy Awards have occurred, and only 16 black artists have taken out Album of the Year. And the problem is, you know, when you look at it, the Recording Academy of America, they have a clear bias in Album of the Year for safe, middle of the road white performers. And I went down, I went and looked at some of the recent upsets, and they were quite extraordinary. So, Taylor Swift won over Kendrick Lamar, and that year, Kendrick was the top. Hottest-tipped artist, everyone's like, there's no way he can lose this. I remember Taylor was shocked. Mumford & Sons won over Frank Ocean's Channel Orange, which was wild. Adele beat Beyonce's Lemonade, which was
2: pretty I know. wild.
0: Even
3: Adele knew that was incorrect.
0: Billie Eilish beat out Lizzo. U2 beat out Kanye. Casey Musgrave beat out Janelle Monet and now Harry has beaten out Beyonce.
2: Oh, and also in Best New Artist once, Macklemore beat out, like, Kendrick Lamar. And like, I yeah. mean, it's, that's what an insult.
0: Yeah. So Harry Winning does expose this bias and he gave a speech. Let's have a listen.
3: I'm just so... Uh, this doesn't happen to people like me very often and this is so, so nice. Thank you very, very much.
0: So, Michael... We know. I mean, people who know Harry. What was he referring to? Where did he? Where did he used
3: to work?
2: The bakery. <laughs> he,
3: <laughs> he worked. He worked at a
0: bakery again.
2: Okay. the other one. I mean, and look. Uh, can I just be clear? I am not defending. I am horrified that Renaissance did not win. And I thought, what a like unbelievably tone deaf thing to say. Or or was there the feeling of like um of you know he's. I mean, he's certainly the first reality TV contestant to take out Album of the Year at the Grammys. Traditionally, people that win reality TV cop singing competitions do not end up writing and producing Album of the Year. I don't know whether that was a factor. I mean, it did, it, 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 for me, the other big thing about it was, and I can't say this enough, but if you know you're nominated for an award, you prepare and memorise a speech and he clearly came up going well shit well, well i mean he'd already delivered his speech for best pop album so maybe he'd said everything he wanted to say but he was very unprepared and said something really tone deaf
0: a lot of people like oh why is everyone blowing up he didn't mean it that way but that's the whole problem we are in a culture that rewards mediocre middle-of-the-road white men who can do whatever the fuck they want to whatever standard and when there are clearly excellent people of colour behind them who have to work 20 times harder to even be in the room, they still can't get a leg in. And that's the whole problem, is that Harry wasn't even aware of that when he gave his acceptance speech. Look, we're all fond of Harry and the problem with the toxic stan culture, the stylers versus the beehive, it is popping off, I'll tell you right now, but I will back the beehive in over the stylers any day of the week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's also just so maddening like you know and i get ready for me to draw a really long bow but there are a, there's one key similarity for, between harry styles and beyonce and that is of course that they both began like he began in a boy band she began in a girl band and then they both went solo to really great success but he and his career is where she was at when she released B-Day, mm-hmm. like about 15 years ago, if not more. And it's and she, she still has not won, except for one time, one of the major Grammys and never won album of the year. And so he's already winning. Like Taylor Swift has won it three times and she's a decade younger than Beyonce. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. Having said that, I, I kind of think, you know, I think his speech was... Really tone deaf, but also, I like the problem. Uh, you know,
1: it's bigger. I, I, it's I don't bigger feel like
2: he should. Harry,
0: yeah, he shouldn't bear the brunt of what he's bearing. But unfortunately, it was like you know that it was the perfect storm, and this has mm. exposed the real underlying issue. And hopefully, moving forward, something is done about it. But the real actual low point of the night was, in fact. <sighs> Everybody take a a deep breath. I got a text message from Michael Lucas because he was ahead of me in the broadcast. (laughs) And he said to me, I need
3: to prepare you for who's
0: presenting. It's,
3: it's, I I just, there are no words. Album of the year. And he said, for you personally, I feel the only person worse than this (laughs) would
0: be if Vladimir Putin himself. (laughs) And straight away I knew, <laughs> and I said, "Corden, I." Well, and at the time I was watching Stevie Wonder perform "The Goat," the greatest, like my favorite, and I thought nothing can bring me down from this high. And then I hear that that sniveling, I. And if I get one more message saying, oh, what has he done? I've missed it. Em, why don't
3: you like James Corden? I'm like, go and research. Don't put me through that trauma again. Go and do your own research. This It's is not why, hard. This is why I feel like, though, we need to write a thesis to just forward on. Like, here's something I prepared earlier. Well, if you want to do that. I will. The uh, How that and, and the way... Oh, the way he walked
0: out, like, (laughs) what am I doing here? Oh, I've forgotten what category I'm presenting. I know, he's trying to be fake humble. Whoops, how did I get best dance release? I'm here to announce the winner of best dance and electronic album. Because of course I am. I'll tell you how you got best dance release, you little... You walked into your best mate who runs the Grammys office and you said, Oi, give me the Beyonce one. I want to be involved. I want to insert myself in... And... Hang on. I want to insert myself in every single fucking thing I can, even though well, I have no business I've being got
2: there. A, I've got... Do you want fuel for this fire? Do you... I'm telling us probably already onto this. The producer of the Grammys, Telecast, yeah.
0: Yeah. is best a British mate.
2: dude that... But also Harry Styles. And in fact, the little girl at the start of As It Was that says, Come on, Harry, we want to say goodnight to you. That is his daughter. They tweeted it out. Oh, they tweeted shit. it, the Grammys tweeted it out, going, Fun trivia fact the producer of the Grammys, his daughter is what you hear at the start of like, as it was, <gasps> Harry Styles' biggest... So it's like... Oh. which And then Harry Styles goes on to take out the top award and it looks like, oh, so right, so Harry Styles... It was a boys' club and Harry Styles was friends with the Grammys' producer. And they thought it was going to be cute.
0: But the only thing... A black woman is getting a historic number of Grammys... There was literally the nana who was obsessed with Harry Styles had more qualifications to present that award to Beyonce than Mm. James Corden did. The tone deaf nature of whoever signed off on that, the fact that they thought that would be acceptable, in it it made
3: it made no no sense. sense. Everyone was like, "What are you doing here? Why? Why are you here? You're not a musician." Viola Davis got an EGOT,
0: and she was not televised. I know. For her to A, get her moment and B, give the moment to another incredible woman of colour breaking a record, like...
2: And also Best Dance electronic recording isn't necessarily one they put on the teleclass. They put it on because they knew it was going to be when Beyonce was going to win it. So they knew it was a thing and it was all, yeah, and he got it. It's so yuck.
0: my skin crawl. And you want to know what the problem is? You want to know why people are enraged about Harry and like that moment, especially with James Corden, a white, straight guy of questionable abilities, inserting himself in a woman of color's triumph? That is the problem with the Grammys and the Oscars and like every other fucking award show. James
3: Corden is the face of, of the all problem. of them. I swear to God, if he hosts the Tonys again,
2: what are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know when you were finishing that sentence when you started, but it sounded threatening. I swear to God.
0: I will find him. So, anyway, Lizzo was amazing. Her performance was incredible. Her voice was on point. Her and Adele having the cis manse in the front was so beautiful. With their
3: boyfriends, and they were like passing flasks around the table. It's true. Lizzo had a flask. And in Lizzo was like, my man's is here with me. Yeah. Oh. It was really good. A
0: really so comfortable
2: me. vibe between J Lo and Ben the whole way. No.
0: So the Daily Mail paid a lip reader to, oh yeah, to, yeah. And this is what she apparently said, and it is the most J Lo could take down of all time. She said, "Look more friendly. Look more motivated." <laughs> <laughs> It didn't work. It's like it's the equivalent of the hard knee squeeze from the wife to the husband. I have to give it to my husband all the time because when Scott and I go out, he gives too much information to people. A waiter will come over, maybe I've had a crook guts the day before and he'll be like, oh, no, she can't order that. She's had diarrhoea for 24 hours. Like my husband often (laughs) needs the hard knee squeeze and that was J-Lo's equivalent of being like, Pull your, it's like when you're yelling at your kids at a shopping centre and you don't want people to judge you. You're like, pull your fucking hoodie now. So she did. But I love that J-Lo,
3: when she's angry, says, look more motivational. <laughs> well, he didn't take the director's note.
0: Well, he can't because of the Botox. <laughs> J-Lo's mm. Squad have gone too hard on his face, right? I
2: really appreciated your online breakdown of what's, yeah. what he's done. Yeah, I really set- think if you wanted to release that as a show with an expert, I would watch <laughs>
0: <laughs> the sandblaster was set too high. They've gone mm. in too hard. But I, I said, Marcella, the beard. No, the Botox. It, what's happened is he's gone too hard here. so sad brows. But he's. But it's always no, been no, no. sad, Ben. No, no. But he can't Pop. lift this up. The other thing is, if you look at the pattern of the hair of his beard, mm. it, underneath, it looks like a continuation of a sad mouth. He it does. has a sad mouth, bald pattern under his bottom lip.
3: Fill it in. The gays missed that. Hair
0: in a can.
2: <laughs> he anyway. also just, just looks hungry. I feel like I feel like to fit into that suit. I'm he was just... also
3: just like, "Why am I here?" Sad so Ben's. I back. don't need to be here. They mm. will not last the year.
2: I'm yeah, your you. memorable prediction. There's
0: it's really no looking way. on
2: the line. I can't believe we're here. We're just in <laughs> February, and already <laughs> I'm starting to think you've called that one right.
0: <laughs> now, before we leave the Grammys, we do have to do our weekly.
3: Good for her.
1: Good for her.
2: Good for her. Good for her. Good Good for for her. I'm thrilled to say that maybe not for the last time this year, (laughs) the good for her goes to our one and only, except for Beyonce, true queen, Madonna.
0: Yes! Good for her! Now, why are we giving Madonna a good for her? This is you, babes. Go run for it. Go with
2: it. Madonna at the Grammys came out and she introduced uh, Sam Smith and Kim Petrus singing... Is that I say her last name, Kim Petrus? Yep. Singing uh, uh, ungodly... Unholy. Unholy! Unholy, sorry. Mm -hmm. And she did a, like, dedication to all the rebels out there and, you know, people that caused controversy and Mm. told them that she was appreciated. That was her little moment. Um, But caused a firestorm when particularly... I mean, people were commenting at it, just looking at her, but basically no-one heard anything she said. All anyone talked about was, what has Madonna done with her face? And then there was an actual online trend when people, like, posted pictures of their 64-year-old uh, mothers uh, and compared them to Madonna and, and basically, like, used her as an example of how not to age and why can't she just age gracefully? She used to be so beautiful. What has she done? And then Madonna has fired back today.
0: Mm, She has. In an amazing post, basically saying, you know, again, this is happening to me through the lens of the misogynist gaze. I'm being told how to be, how to act, how to look. I will not stop. I will be relentless. This will not slow me down. I don't give a fuck, basically. All the things we love about her... And as I have said multiple times on this podcast, this is one of the only ways left for Madonna to rebel, which she loves doing. She's an iconoclast. Like, the last thing she has, really, because everyone's done everything else and ripped her off and copied her, the last thing she could do is control the way she ages. And we do not get to police how a woman presents herself. We must stop this. And I tweeted that. And the response I got, I didn't even bother... People are just so, well, if she was ageing appropriately, we wouldn't have to comment. I'm like, says who? Who decides and deems what's appropriate? Men. Men Mm. have set the beauty standards. They make them impossible for us to achieve and then all of a sudden we turn 45 and we're supposed to go out to pasture and grow our pubes and look like Gandalf on top and bottom and fucking, what, farm eggs and give up and die. Like 45 plus, up to that point we've got to look tight and never dare age and then that's it. Go, off to die. So I
2: think... <laughs> yeah, and there's footage of her, there's amazing footage of her um, even back in her 30s confronting questions about ageism and everything like that, and, and and she uses that phrase, what am I supposed to do, put myself out to pasture? I'm not yeah. going to do that. And also in her post she sort of said, I feel like, you know, I'm going to rebel against ageism and I'm going to... Um, and she, I love it how she's going to, like, She's <laughs> she says, and I'm going to fully enjoy my life. Um, but also... I remember when she turned 40 and everyone went on and on and on about it. And she was like, when she was releasing the music album and she was being called grandma back then and everything, That was such a big thing. And I do feel like Beyonce didn't cop that as much. Like it changed and, and I think it is right that she gets burned at the stake for it, but then it does get that a little bit easier. I mean, I'm yeah. sure it's not like misogyny and ageism is going to go anywhere, no. but she is, she is the pioneer in some ways yep. and it does mean that people coming up after her, she's been forged, got, had to go through the flames. Yeah. And it, there's, you know.
0: She constantly sets herself on fire to clear the path and that should always be remembered. And, like, I am 44 in a month. And I am so far from being done, truly. And I cannot believe anyone would say to any woman of at my age and I've never felt more vibrant and powerful and I know who I am and I've got so much I want to achieve. What, I've only got a year to do it now because I'm 44? So It's just, like, fuck off. If I hear one more... And I always... Because I'm considered, like, one of the gatekeepers, I always get messy, oh, what's happening with Madonna's face? Like, what's going on? And I lost it at so many people yesterday. <laughs> I'm just like... What, why is it your business? Let her be. So we say what, good for why her. Is
2: it, why is it that you think, I'm genuinely interested in this, people are, they do get really obsessed and really critical about her face, but in a way that I don't know why, like Dolly and why do they, why is it no problem? Why do people get so worked up about them?
0: Because not only is she, you know, rebelling against how she should look, she's also rebelling against how she should, how she act. should
2: act. Yeah, right. Dolly
0: still acts like everyone's favorite nana. She's just.
2: She doesn't really do anything sexy. controversial. sexy.
0: Yeah. Like, I imagine Miley's going to age much the same way like as Madonna. Madonna's not only kind of changing the way we expect someone to look at 64, but she's also refusing to act like someone who's 64. Mm. And and that's what people have the issue with. I think if her face was the way she's presenting it and she was, you know, just going to bingo and whatever, whatever, bingo, <laughs> whatever. I didn't know it was Yeah, singing,
2: singing ballads and,
0: whatever. you know, yeah. doing yeah. nice
2: photo spreads about how proud she is of her children.
0: Like, Barbara's face is as attended to as Madonna's, but Barbara acts like an older lady, so no-one has an issue with it. Do you know what I mean?
2: Barbara isn't on Instagram having tongue kisses with <laughs> random Good for her. models in <laughs> the backs of cars.
1: Good for
0: her. Oh, I love you, Madge. Anyway, I can't wait to see it up close and personal in August, let me tell you right now.
1: M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is, 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 is M. Salation.
0: All right, we've got some fun headlines. A woman has gone on a podcast and said that her girlfriend hooked up with Zac Efron and her complaint was that Zac likes going down to pussy town a little too much, if you know what I'm saying.
3: He should have been a dancer on Magic Mike.
0: <laughs> Zac likes mm. to eat out. Do you know what I'm... I know you're a gay man, you get.
2: Yeah, yeah. no, I do, I'm familiar with what you're saying.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah we got it. He we got so it. Much yeah, I got want, it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to so much have the sex. He just wants to do that all the time.
2: Oh, now I know. Now I yes, your implication is vivid.
0: So I mean, Cello, what do you have to say for your future husband? I think it's lovely. He's so attentive.
3: <laughs> to he's in Melbourne the at the moment. Needs. Oh, I'm aware.
0: <laughs> <sighs> okay, next headline I enjoyed uh, the woman. The older lady that Harry of Windsor, not Harry Styles, that Harry of <laughs> Windsor lost his virginity to uh, has come forward and claimed the
3: title. Watch said, yes, it was I. Her name is Sasha Walpole. Oh, let's change that. <laughs> and she is given an in-depth interview. Hi, I'm Sasha Walpole. I'm here to tell my story. In my words, I am the lady that Prince
2: Harry wrote about in his book who he lost his virginity to.
0: But also, she was 19, he was 16. Like, in my mind, it oh, was a 16-year-old. I thought it was like a 40-year-old. Yeah, yeah no. I know, I really felt
2: that way. Like, everyone said, is it Liz Hurley? Like, everyone, yeah, took it a bit far. I really appreciated her clarification. There's like, he said that I slept his ass and said it one was way, but I actually slept his ass and gave it a pinch.
3: <laughs> and she said it looked like a peach. So that's nice. <laughs> How hmm. old is she now? 40. She doesn't remember that much detail.
0: Oh, I remember the cobblestones behind Brady O'Reilly's. Oh, vivid, yeah. we oh, come p- on. Really, I think if you a
2: prince, surely yeah. you'd remember. Apart from anything else, you, you'd be sitting there going, I don't know when and I don't know how, but I'm going to make a lot of money selling this story one day. <laughs> I just need that. the green fucking light. And yeah, she's she got it. she said that.
0: Remember the opening line is, I've been sitting on this secret for 21 years. Oh, <laughs> I was my like, go God. get it, girl. Go for I loved it. I love everything about this. I love that she's like, I love that they tracked it down and she's been, I wonder, but is
3: this something she like tells people? Yeah. I with Harry? 100%. That's her party story. I don't I believe it. Well, I can describe so. his ass.
0: <laughs> I love it. It does sound like she's describing a cult she's just bought at the horse show truly, doesn't it, when she's talking about him.
2: I just really wish someone had said to you, and who, madam, would you like to play you in the next season of The Crown?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pamela, a love story. Do you want to exit the podcast at this point? Yeah, maybe.
2: Oh, (laughs) Don't tell me this 90s icon hasn't made the impact on you just because (sighs) her claim to fame was before you were even born.
3: Pamela's never entered my sphere at all for any reason. Just drive home, I'll get the train home.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Michael, Marcella's left as she has an important function to attend this evening. Uh, mm. But before we went, I wanted to talk about Pamela, a love story, the new Netflix docker about mm. Pam- 90s icon Pamela Anderson, the retelling of the story we all thought we knew, but this time it's Pamela's. I didn't sleep last night at all. If anybody is watching this, go to hell. I blocked that stolen tape out of my life in order to survive. And now that it's all coming up again, I feel sick. I want to take control of the narrative for the first time. I just want to state, first of all, that they did gloss over. Pamela has been a tad problematic in the past. Yeah. This this doco is very pro-Pamela because she was involved in making it with her sons. And I just want to say straight off the bat, I want to acknowledge she... Does consider Vladimir Putin? We've mentioned Putin twice in this this episode. I just didn't think that would happen. No. She does have a relationship with Vladimir Putin. She did make very unfortunate comments about Harvey Weinstein's victims, and she did have some dealings with Julian Assange.
2: She was, yeah, she was mm-hmm. not a great uh, figure in the Me Too movement. I think it's fair to say there was a lot of interviews where she said things like, "If it takes, you know, to you detang- know what you're doing if you go into a hotel room." <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a lot of victim blaming going on from Pammy. But they don't mention that in this doco. but I just want to caveat everything we're about to say with I am aware of all of those things. But sometimes bad words happen to good people. Maybe I'm going to get be
2: that <laughs> Harry joke. Styles case in point.
0: Correct. So what did you think, Festival? I mean, I know you're only halfway through. I watched it all. It's slow. Like it's very takes its own time.
2: It is slow, but I mean I actually really relished being able to hear the full story because she is someone that has been so sort of seen in every way and not heard from. And and so many people have done so much with her image, uh, with with or without her consent. Mm. And also, like, she's another one of those figures that's kind of been there ever since we were teenagers and she loomed large for us because she was held up as the sort of the chick that every guy was obsessed with and, like, the living embodiment of... Female, like what the sexy female should look like. And then to hear how she wound up in that position, the toll it took, and everything in between. But also, I think the other thing for me is like, it was really kind of moving because I feel like, yeah, she's emerged from it all with a. F- I don't know that she has full self-awareness, but I feel like she's in a pretty good place and is a good good uh, mum and her sons are amazing and I feel mm. like that's a bit of a triumph to come out on the other side and be able mm. to tell your story this way. What did you think?
0: I, I mean, she had me in the heeled gumboots on the right of mowing. I, I, I noticed right that!
2: <laughs> but I love that that was sort of presented by, like, you know, I'm just out here mowing my lawn and I'm not wearing any makeup or anything, but then it cuts to the gumboots and, she, yeah, gumboots with heels.
0: Yeah, and I also like how she said she's like an like a salmon going home to spawn and die. I'm like a spawning salmon, just coming home to die. No I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> it's terrible.
0: I love that too. She she went back to her where she grew up to her parents' home, and we do learn she had a pretty awful childhood. But also the extraordinary thing is kept a journal or a yellow legal pad or a videotape of pretty much every day of her life since she was ten. Mm. But. And then handed that all over to the Netflix doco team, the keys, and just said, just take it. I, I don't want to know what you're going to do with it. So the level of... <laughs> that's what she's like, though. She's very fly by the seat of your pants. Like she, she just... She seems to love a challenge. She loves falling in love. She's been married multiple times. In fact, she's she's married and loses that marriage during the filming of the doco. <laughs> He's there at the start Beautiful. and not the end. <laughs> yeah. But the biggest takeaway for me and I didn't really understand this was exactly how dehumanizing the whole sex tape controversy actually was for her. I mean, I always kind of knew it was, you know, stolen and but I didn't really think too deeply about it until I watched her go to trial when they finally figured out one of the contractors that was working on the Reno on their house stole it. And allegedly he'd said he did it because Tommy Lee didn't pay him and he took it as retribution or whatever. And she's so sure that she's going to win and she takes the guy to court and then she gets into the courtroom and there's pictures of her everywhere and Playboy and basically they say to her, because you've chosen to pose nude and because you're a sex icon, you have lost your right to privacy because you're Mm. a certain type of woman. And that to me was... And she lost. They ended up. They ended up abandoning the trial because it was so upsetting to her, and she was pregnant with their second child at the time. Mm. And she has been dehumanised and taken out of her own narrative so many times. But the fact is, she chose to pose for Playboy. She chose to do Baywatch. This was all done with her consent. This sex tape was taken and distributed without her knowledge, without her permission. Which then also when they were talking about that Pammy and Tommy show that the Hulu released last year and you and I both said we're really uncomfortable with it, that's the sex tape and that show are very similar because, again, men took her image and her story without her permission and profited from it. So, again, it happened to her with that Pammy and Tommy movie series that they made. Mm. So I, th- I think that's the most thing I took about it was... I think maybe at 55 she's finally wrestled her own narrative back. I feel like that's what I took from this doco. Mm,
2: yeah, totally. And, and it was a kind of riveting narrative as well. Yeah. I just and it made me realise, you know how Madonna was spending so long trying to, like, um, you know, get this narrative feature apart from the fact that i want to see the movie about the audition process i would just love it if she did like a pammy style doco and just told it in her own words and we could see all the archive footage the other thing that was really amazing was anytime she wanted a talk show in the 90s like it is what what was going on in that era like we were (laughs) our attitudes about what is an appropriate thing to say to someone jesus they have changed a lot since we were teenagers
0: i know i feel like i've had my rant pants on this episode and i'm sorry But poorly behaved men have really been in my crosshairs this week. (laughs) History has its eyes on Jay Leno and David Letterman and Howard Stern and Matt Lauer. These men that reduced her to body parts when they would interview her, when she was visibly uncomfortable, when they weren't there to talk about her work. Mm. Oh, I'll tell you, it's ageing like milk, isn't it, those interviews? Oh,
2: so My gross. Gosh. And how wild is it that even now, like, all those talk show hosts are still men? Like, there's not... I mean, I know Samantha Bee popped up briefly, but what is going on? Like, its it's... Why is it that the last voices you need to hear on television before you go to bed have to be these sort of men that are stuck in the past?
0: Correct. That, for me, too, was so disturbing. The way she was treated by those men in those interviews was... Was it Howard Stern who said, I've got the DVD... Was that who said that? It sounds like him. Yeah, yeah. It was just... And Jay Leno repeatedly making jokes about the sex tape. Like, every week his monologue involved that for for Mm. many. Just revolting. But by the end of it, I felt a kinship with Pammy. She took on a role as Roxy in Chicago. You know, you'd call her a strong mover. Can hold a (laughs) note... And the, her son reading her the review, I burst into tears. Her eldest son has a real cello vibe. Like
2: mm, <laughs> the, yeah. their relationship
0: is very similar and I'm glad she has her sons. He was very much a part of this. She didn't actually see the documentary until it was done. She had nothing to do with the pudding mm. that she didn't want to. She said, I don't want to know. I wish her, I truly wish her well. I have to say, I do.
2: No, I felt it. I felt it. You were moved. It struck a chord. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: You'll be back in studio next week. I look forward to the outfit. Is there a tease? What can I expect?
2: No, no, no. I'm not revealing anything. That may be connected to the fact that I haven't thought about it yet. Maybe or maybe (laughs) it's that the plan is so elaborate it would be an absolute mistake. To reveal anything. So, anyway.
0: <laughs> All right. And also, before we go, we want to say a very... You do it. You do
2: it. We Yes, we want to give a special shout-out to Jason Toe. Yes. Very hectic, yeah. max-level, premium Emsolator.
0: Good. All right. Off you go, and uh, I'll see you in studio next week.
1: Thank you. Goodbye. Okay. Bye. This is Emsolation.
0: All right, everybody, that's all we have time for. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. Don't forget, Michael Lucas has promised the outfit to end all outfits. You do not want to miss it. I have no idea what it's going to be. It could go either way. I genuinely hope it's a wedding dress. I don't know, but it can't be worse than the denim shorts and the dirty T-shirt that he pulled out last week. (laughs) Have a wonderful weekend. And, uh, you know, we'll talk soon. Bye.
1: M Salation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios. Hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas and sometimes her eldest daughter, Marcella. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn. With videos by James Henderson. Socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow. With assistance from Jem Evans, plus cameos from M's Dad. Vincy. Get the full Emsolation experience by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other Solators at the Emsolation group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. If you really want to help us out, you could become a patron of Emsolation. Share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by actually hitting the follow button. As always, thanks for listening and we're excited to chat with you again soon.